There's Lemieux. The center penalty coming up. Look at Lemieux. Oh, my heavens. What a goal. What a move. Lemieux. Oh, baby. There's a mistake and a throw. A puck by Bridget. Oh! A taser from Jonathan Taves is first. Hello, hockey fans, and welcome to another episode of Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. This is season four, episode six. We're calling it the Courtnell, as in Russ Courtnell. Yeah, sure, Russ wore a few different numbers over his career, but personally, I always remember him as a number six, suiting up for Montreal uh, between like 89 and 92 ish. We're going to talk some Russ Courtnell. Today on the show, we've got Jesse McAllister, aka 90. Hockey cards on Instagram. It's an Instagram account with you know close to twenty thousand followers, and it's all about '90s hockey cards. Anyway, we have a really great chit chat with him coming up a little later in the show. But first, let's check in. I'm co-host Tom. Let's check in with my good buddy co-host Randy here with me as always. Looks like he's um just got the twig out and he's putting a new TJ on there. What's going on, Randy? I actually did do that, Tom, this morning. (laughs) <laughs> literally uh you know one of our good buddies and teammate keebler uh brought brought some uh leftover stick tape from the winnipeg jets i guess maybe manitoba moose as well who knows pro quality tape yeah so i was like you know what i'm gonna dive right into this thing and i yeah. gave myself a fresh uh, tj this morning and so- uh gonna use it tonight so hopefully uh we'll see how it goes i might have to you know, uh, go back and to my tape supplier, Keebler, or maybe I got to find a new one. We'll see. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Uh, you go white or white or black on the, or, or other, uh, on the blade. You know what? I used to go white all the time, uh, for quite a few, pretty much since like the start of Crest of Steel to maybe about two, actually during COVID I switched to black. Okay. I just find that I can stick handle better using black tape and keeping my head up. Yeah. I find I lose, like, you know, you lose where your blade is when it's white tape. I, that just for me and my, my, yeah. be, uh, you know, with my eyesight or, or something or just whatever, but I find that I can keep my head up and not even look down when I'm using black tape and nice. then with white tape, uh, so yes, black Maybe it on just the, like catches your eye and you got and you're looking down or something. Yeah. Black, black on the blade and, and white, uh, on the, on the top, uh, with a little ring of black at the very top. Yeah, we should have, a uh, you know, a regular checkup on people with how they do their, uh, tape jobs. Cause everybody's got a different kind of yeah. style. I used to go, I used to go big cushy knob at the top. Uh, not anymore. Now I just, uh, just a quick little thing you know it's not not very big but i don't know why i changed that and i'm a white white tape guy on the blade um used to do black and uh probably we'll switch it back at some point all it takes is a slump right yeah a couple (laughs) bad games and you got to change something up yeah yeah so right on well yeah before we get to our uh interview with jesse 
let's talk a little Russ Courtnell. Uh, he wore number six, like I was saying, for the Montreal Canadiens. Um, basically, between 88 and 92, he, was, he got dealt to Montreal. So he was drafted seventh overall by Toronto um, in 1983. And he was, you know, he was a junior star, one of the top prospects. Um, and then he got dealt to Toronto for John Cordick, um, who tragically passed away at a young age of 27. But, um, you know, Courtnell went to Montreal and and sort of took off there. He, he sort of found his footing in the NHL. Um, you know, he had scored 20-plus goals there with the Leafs coming into the league. But Montreal... You know, he potted uh, in the high 20s. He scored 76 points in 1991, you know, and then he was dealt. Uh, unfortunately, he missed out on the Stanley Cup in 1993 because he was dealt to Minnesota. And uh, after that, they moved to Dallas. Uh, and then he went to Vancouver, New York, and he finished his career with the LA Kings. Overall, played 16 years in the NHL. 1,029 games, scored 297 goals, and a grand total of 744 points. He did have some uh, some playoff uh, games in there too. At a you know 129 total playoff games and 83 points in the playoffs. So he was a very consistent producer for much of his career. Of course, you know you get a little later in the career, the the goal numbers might start to dip a bit, and it did with Russ, but. Um, you know, I, he was he was a guy. I loved his hockey cards. Um, you know, for a couple of reasons, he had wicked flow for a lot of his years, and he always he had this crazy hair. Uh, not crazy, just long hair, I guess, or whatever. And this good hockey hair is what he had. And uh, yeah, he number six. You think of often it's you think uh, defenseman's number, and Russ, of course, the forward. Um, wearing number six. So like number six is one of those numbers. Like there's there, like we did Phil Housley last year as our number six. And he was probably the, 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 the best number six, if you will, like as far as superstardom or whatever, not a lot of superstars uh, wearing number six. Yeah. So what's actually pretty crazy with Russ is that he was able to be a single digit number for the Montreal Canadians, because I bet right. you number one through nine are all pretty much retired aside, retired. aside from six, I guess. Yeah. Um, also what I remember about Russ was like, you know, he was a, like a, I guess you could say like a pretty good, like middle lineup guy, like, you know, yeah. top, top line sometimes. But yeah. like, I always just remember him like ripping down the wing, you know, like he was yeah. really fast, good. Skater. He had speed. Yeah. 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 His, his hockey hair flowing in the wind and, <laughs> you know, going down that wing and making plays. Uh, but he, like, if you, if you like looked up hockey guy in the dictionary, like I, or encyclopedia, cause there's pictures, yeah. uh, I think Russ's picture would be right there. Yeah. Well, and he's got some great pictures, uh, you know, with the hair or be it, you know, a turtleneck and the mullet, uh, whatever. Like, And, of course, his brother Jeff played for Vancouver, and they were teammates for a minute there in Vancouver, I think. Uh, and there's that great sort of classic photo of the brothers 
uh, was when Russ was a Canadian, Jeff was a Canuck, and um, yeah, they lined up for a nice little photo together. And uh, did you were were you more of a Jeff or a Russ guy, Courtney wise? Um, you know what? Like back then, I didn't like the Canucks at all because of their rivalry rivalry with the Winnipeg Jets. Right now, like. Like I used to like I didn't like Pavel Bury at all, but now I love him. Like I yeah. he was so exciting. Like when you look um, back, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, you know, I'd have to so I'd have to say I would give the edge to Russ just because of Jeff being on the Canucks, like the yeah. you know, the playing the Jets in the in the playoffs there for a couple 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 years there. I'm just looking here at the 94-95 Canucks when Russ and Jeff were on the same team mm-hmm. and Jeff had uh for I guess was this was a shortened season, uh, forty five games with thirty four points, and Russ had thirteen games with eighteen points, and Russ would have come from Dallas that season. So I guess he didn't, I, he didn't play. Uh, maybe he came for the end and for a bit of a playoff run or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that was the lockout year, I believe, um, or strike or whatever it was, and uh, it would have been the year after the Canucks had their appearance in the finals versus the New York Rangers, that classic series that went seven games that the Canucks lost by a hair, but uh, led by Trevor Linden at the time, but yeah, no good stuff. And, you know, so here's another little quick uh, Russ Cornell fact. He, you, you know, you say, yeah, he's the definition of a hockey player. You put it, put the picture in the dictionary there or in the, in the encyclopedia. Uh, also figure skater. Uh, competed on Battle of the Blades, the the uh, second and third season of Battle of the Blades. Um, unfortunately, eliminated early in the contest there, uh, but um, you know he's he can do it all. And uh, fun fact: Britney Spears bought his old house. So, well, there you go. <laughs> but we should switch gears to the Winnipeg Jets here. We got Let's a couple it. minutes to go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Blake Wheeler is about to play his 1,000th game tonight. So we're recording this on Sunday um, uh, before the Jets take on the Leafs. Wheeler will be suiting up for game number 1,000 of his career. That is an accomplishment for sure. Uh, I guess he'll get the uh, the old silver stick probably, eh? That's kind of the, yeah, the tradition. I, I think so. Like, And I guess it's probably going to be a pregame ceremony is how mm. those tend to work. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that doesn't drag on too long. And, you know, cause I, often when you get those pregame ceremonies, it's like come out of the gates a little slow once the puck actually gets dropped. But. Okay. So Tom, the last game, the jets, uh, you know, came out on top eight to four over New Jersey devils uh, previously on the, you know, we've been talking about the jets, the jets ups and downs. Um, where would you say right now? Are they like, are, do you think they're, they've turned the corner or, or is this well, next coming uh, couple games or this week uh, is going to be kind of the, the point for you to decide that? Yeah, they've got a couple really good tests coming up here tonight against the Leafs. Then they play Carolina, who's a good team. You know, um, that game against the Devils was nice to see because the offense finally kind of snapped out of it. They've been having a real funk. Now the job is to keep that going, keep the goals coming. Uh, they almost, you know, they, they built a three, nothing lead and then gave up four straight to the devils and then kind of woke up again and said, Hey, let's, let's, uh, 
you know, let's get going here. And so there's parts of the game. I mean, you heard all week uh, about the revamped power play and everything. And I just thought it looked as terrible as ever. So yeah, they got a power play goal with Shifley's uh, uh, I think it was, that was his coast to coast or something like that. But you know, that's, the, that's hardly a power play goal. That's just like a rush, yeah. you know? Um, so like you got to see the power play improve and the penalty kill, I think, has been better of late as, as people are saying, but still it's gotta be, it's gotta be better. Like the special teams have cost the jets games so far. And if they want to sort of move out of the middle of the pack, it's gotta be those special teams getting better for sure. So, and the goals are coming now. So one last thing, and then I can, I'll get you to throw to the interview, but sure. um, I wasn't watching the game. I I was out of town, but uh, when the jets were up three, and then they they lost the lead. You're sitting at home. You're watching that game. What's going through your mind? Is it? <laughs> oh no! Here we go again, or what? Uh, pretty much. So that was a game. I didn't I didn't sit down and watch it start to finish. I actually I listened to the first period on the radio as I was out running some errands, and then I saw the second period and a little bit of the third as I was preparing to go out and play some hockey myself. So, um, you know, but that that was when they the Devils like scored three, four in a row there. They got one at the very end of the first and then bang, 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 three more. And yeah, it was like, well, it was uh, nice <laughs> while we last. Nice while, the three to the lead, nice while it lasted. So, you know, it's, uh, but you just hope that they've turned the corner and smartened up a little bit, I guess. But we'll see tonight against the Leafs, big test against the Leafs who are one of the hottest, if not the hottest team in the whole NHL. Hate yeah. to say it, but the Leafs are good this year. <laughs> I, I agree, and I feel like it's like it's these games that the Jets have to show up for. Um, mm-hmm. And any any back and forth is you know, you know now's not the time, especially with Dallas and Colorado like uh, mm-hmm. playing well, and Nashville's in there too. Um, mm-hmm. St. Louis, and I think Minnesota is like well above everyone right now, but uh, I think it's gonna be tough for the Jets. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a grind for sure. But uh, you know what else is a grind? or not a grind talking about hockey cards. Uh, how's that for a segue? No, uh, let's, let's jump over to our interview with Jesse here. Um, yeah, we're going to get right into the hockey cards. Here we go. All right. So we are joined by Jesse McAllister, uh, probably better known for his Instagram handle nineties hockey cards. Um, Jesse's coming at us from the East Coast, New Brunswick, I believe. Sussex, New Brunswick, hometown of Mike Eagles. There you go. Jets legend. And also um, hometown, or at least namesake, of the greatest ginger ale in the world. Hometown. That's right. There you go. You can't get the ginger ale out here, Randy. It's called Sussex Golden Ginger Ale. uh, It's the best. It's it's good stuff. But Mike Eagles. Dual claim to fame, Mike Eagles yeah, that's right. and Sussex Golden. So welcome exactly. to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on, guys. Right on. So uh, I guess for the listeners um, who don't know, uh, 90s Hockey Cards is Jesse's Instagram. You've got over you know 17,000 followers. Um, won't you just give us a little uh, history or whatever of, of how uh, and when you started this Instagram account and why or whatever? So it was kind of funny. It was a few years ago. Uh, I was just going through my hockey cards. I got out of collecting for a while, got back into it. And uh, for whatever reason, I had this impulse, uh, I felt the impulse to just 
post a card up. It was a Keith Gretzky card, actually. I think it was our first one. So I want to share that. You know, I saw some other cool hockey pages on there. And, and uh, more than just a hockey card, I like talking about hockey. That's if, if you follow my page, you'll see that there's a lot of uh, dialogue, in there, a lot of writing. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to, uh, you know, guys I work with, I think they're tired of listening to me talking because <laughs> I, I'm constantly rattling off this useless information about hockey. And I thought, uh, I'll just talk to whoever will listen. And then, uh, fortunately enough, people people listen. Yeah, nice. and, and engage, go back and forth. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, so on, on your page, you're, you're sharing all these cards that you have, but there's a lot of, like, cool uh, hockey history and facts and stuff, yeah. I suppose, too, right? Yeah, so. and I wouldn't even consider them the cool. They're usually useless, uh, <laughs> meaningless facts that most people would never care about, but it's cool because the uh, with the Instagram world, every it attracts other people like yourselves who, who are uh, like-minded uh, in, into the same stuff. So it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So, so how would you say, like, how did your account, like, just turn into something casual to now something that you clearly have, like, a, a ton of followers and you're engaged in it, like, constantly? Like, when did you, when, what was it or what, what like, what were you doing to kind of almost, like, take it to the next level? So... I think just just being just being real and legit, uh, just uh, you know, just sharing exactly what I'm interested in, and being true to that. You know, if if you if you're if you're passionate about something, I find as you guys will know, people will tune in. You know, if if you're passionate enough about something, it's contagious, and I think people, other people who are as passionate about it, or maybe who used to be passionate about it, uh, kind of get back into it and reconnect with it. So I I think that was what it was all about. That's kind of what I attribute it to is uh i'm genuinely interested in talking to people about this stuff and uh and i'm getting i'm getting it uh back and with with followers and and, uh and uh engagement very nice so about your actual hockey card collection then how big is it (laughs) it's funny i I have no idea is this that's the short answer um (laughs) i counted one time thirty thousand. And I, I know I have friends who have well over a hundred thousand. Uh, oh, wow. uh, one guy I was talking to on here has uh, 300,000 cards. Uh, wow. So my collection isn't even as big as a lot of people, as a lot of other people would have. Uh, I don't really have any cards that are worth anything. Most of it's junk. Uh, but I, I think I probably have anywhere between 30 and 50,000 cards. And uh, I just, I, I just collect them for, for, for the enjoyment of it. I think uh, my most valuable card would be Yager's rookie. And it's ungraded, so it's not even worth that much money. So uh, I'm a different type of collector than a lot of other people, but uh, I think we all we all collect for different reasons. Right. That's an interesting like uh, comment there about like the worth. Like if you think about in the '90s, like when the hockey card explosion kind of happened, like early '90s, and then like with yeah. Upper Deck and Score and Pro Set and everything, and like everyone was collecting, it was everywhere, and it was just super hot. Yeah. But. I guess like if you think about it, like there was so, so like so many hockey cards produced back then mm-hmm. that because there's a ton of them, they're not that valuable. Is, is that right. part of it? Yeah, that's a big part of it. So I was four when the hockey, hockey card boom hit in 1990. And I get into my first pack of cards was from 1991. So I was five when I started collecting and everybody was printing them. They were overproduced. Uh, and their value has tanked. Everybody thought they're going to be worth a lot of money someday, but they, they basically tank. Uh, I look at that as a good thing because I've been able to collect all and build all the sets that I was interested in as a kid. And, uh, you know, my nephews like to collect with me and they're, they're into the old 90s stuff too, because it's easy to get. And 
if you don't care about the monetary value, it can be a lot of fun going through these cards and you can find them anywhere uh, for a pretty reasonable price and, and build some sets that are virtually worthless. Uh, but you can have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. Do you have favorite sets from the nineties? Like, so absolutely. Let, like, let, let's say, let's list a few here. We had, the, um, you know, pro set and then there's yeah. like pro set platinum and whatever yeah. you had OPG, you had score, uh, upper deck, obviously yeah. Parkhurst is one I kind of remember. Donruss, Leaf set. Donruss. Yeah. Yeah. Fleer. Um, so do you, yeah, do you have a favorite uh, year and set yeah, or something absolutely. like that? Absolutely. So my, my favorite's 91-92 Upper Deck. It's the yeah. biggest hockey card set of all time when you include oh, yeah. the, uh, when you include the uh, inserts. Uh, but it was the first set that I got when I was five for Christmas. And to this day, I think they have the cleanest graphics, best pho- photography, and uh, overall just best set put together. So to me, that's always been my favorite. The one before that was great too, uh, from 90-91. But the 91, 92 is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Upper deck, really. They were like the, the creme de la creme. Like they For were sure. like chefs because yeah. like, wow, they were, <laughs> yeah, that's know, right. the, the, the photo on the back was just like, wow. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, and they were really glossy. And... Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that, I, for, for those reasons, that was, that was my favorite. And you mentioned too, like, uh, you sure, I'm sure there's no value, but like looking at Pavel Burry here sitting on these rails with his roller blades, yeah. that card is way more valuable to me than getting two bucks for it. Cause like exactly. that, that, that picture alone makes me feel good. Uh, so and just right. thinking yeah. about thinking about all the other ones from that, you know, like the bloodlines part of that yep. set and like uh, was like Dougie Gilmore, like wearing his leather jacket and, oh, the, yeah, and the dressing room one. and stuff. Like, Oh yeah. That was from classic, the next set. And they, next had, set. Yeah, they had the dressing room shots and just, just, a different look at, at the players, you know, you know, see them off the ice and, and they, they just, they covered it all. Yeah. What was it about the nineties that grabbed you or was it just more or less a product of the fact that that's kind of when you grew up and when you were, you were collecting hockey cards, but like, I mean, you know, now here we are 2021 there's the nineties hockey still has a, an appeal. Like what is it yeah. about nineties hockey to you that, I, th- I think you. you hit the nail on the head. I think it's, I think that was when I grew up. Uh, and I think a lot of the people who follow my page, it's the same thing. They're mostly between, you know, the ages of 30 and 45. Uh, so I think we, we grew up in the nineties so that we, we attach those memories to it. My father says the greatest era was the seventies, you know, and he yeah. would, cause that's when he was, he was a young guy. But yeah. for me, it was the nineties cause that's when I grew up, but I still think that I'm right. I still think the nineties are better. <laughs> uh, Goalie masks were, in my opinion, were at their peak in the 90s. Uh, jerseys were at their peak in the 90s. Photography. You take a look at a hockey card from 1985 and you compare it to a card from 1991, you'd never know they're only six years apart. Yeah. Because they just look so old, the, the, the way they, the cardboard they use, the printing, the graphics. And then in the 90s, everything was just brand new. And then it seemed to go down, in my opinion, around 2000. Uh, and that's probably just because I was in high school by that point. I didn't care as much about collecting cards. But they didn't grab me. They didn't pull me in. Jerseys weren't as good. Equipment wasn't as cool. Goalies' masks were so decorated, you couldn't tell what was on them. So for me, I, I, I think the 90s were best just for all those reasons. Uh, but yeah. mostly because that was my, that was my era. Yeah, and scroll, scrolling through your feed here, like 91, 92 also had the Canada Cup uh, yeah. players in there. Subset. 
Yeah. yeah. So then you got Timu Solani's rookie card, I guess, is that that's what yeah. it's referred to as where he's yeah. wearing the fin Finnish Jersey. Um, yeah. And then you, you got your Greskies and stuff in there, but also, yeah, like some of the, some of the photography uh, from that set, like, is that also the year of um, we had uh, Ken Reed on our show last year and he was talking about oh, yeah. to Todd uh, Harchi from the Winnipeg Jets, yes. the guy who went over yeah. to Russia and there's yeah. like that low angle shot of him, like, and you see yeah. the roof of the building and stuff. Like, it's taken at the Moncton Coliseum. Yeah, forty five yeah. minutes <laughs> up the road from me. Ken was telling <laughs> us about that, but like, yeah. just all, and that's what's interesting about it. You're seeing all new angles and perspectives. Like, you uh, never saw it before on any other on any yeah. other set. There's yeah. that other shot that I'm just trying to think of. Um, I think it was on the back of the card where the goalie was like sitting on the back of the net and he's like drinking his water bottle. Like, it's uh, kind of like smoke. Yeah. Is that a mode card? Yeah. 9091. Yeah. Oh, so it's the year before. Okay. Yeah. The, the one before, but it's the same idea. Yeah. 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 So, so would that be the year that the Yager rookie card is from, or is that the year before? So Yager rookie was from 9091. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that was his, it, was, it would have been him shaking hands with the guy that drafted him. I think was, was, uh, oh, yeah, in, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, and then he had a draft card for score, but the one everybody chases would be his 91, uh, Premier Hopichi is the one that kind of everybody considers as his top rookie card. And if there was a dollar value on that, what is it? Like seven bucks? <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, the Yager's been going up and up and down. It went up quite a bit earlier this year. I don't, I don't pay close attention to it. Okay. So I don't, I don't really know what they're, what they're going for. Ungraded, they don't, uh, they don't get a whole lot, but, uh, but the graded ones do. I've never had a card graded. So I'm really not sure much with that end of it. So yeah. you have to send a card off to get it like graded. Is that what that means? Yeah, you yeah. kind of send off to PSA, KSA, whatever. There's a bunch of grading companies. It's pretty expensive right now because a lot of people are into the hobby right now. Uh, ever since uh, COVID, a lot of people have gotten into it, which is great. Uh, but it's created some backup at a lot of the grading companies, and therefore put the prices up, and sometimes higher than what the card's actually worth. <laughs> but you know, it's it's all about it's it's all about the fun of it. I I some people have fun grading them, and that's great. I don't, yeah. so I, I've never done it. But you know, tweets their own. So how do you uh, like? How do you store your collection of cards? Do you just have them all uh, boxes? You got binders. I got them like... all over my room in binders and yeah. boxes mostly, <laughs> and I have drawers full of cards too because I've run out of boxes. But uh, <laughs> it's it's cool because a lot of people from my page who follow the page are sending in cards to me. Uh, oh yeah. Every few days, I'm getting cards in the mail, so oh, cool. it was a lot of fun. They send me packs to open up, and uh, so I've got recently. I've, I've 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 had quite an influx of cards and running out of places to put them. So I do have <laughs> packs, and I've been giving them away to kids lately. I take them into work with me, and uh, any kids that can buy, here's a pack of hockey cards because oh, sweet, I'm running out of space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have a local card shop uh, in Sussex? Or we do. do you gotta... we yeah, we do. We got a great shop in Sussex, uh, Gateway Coins and Collectibles. And uh, Don, uh, the guy that owns the shop, I've been buying from him since I was just a kid. And uh, he he he's got all kinds of great stuff, lots of '90s stuff. So I try to avoid it, but it's right next to the sports shop. So when I'm going to get my skate sharpened, I have to stop over to the card shop just to look. And I usually end up walking it with a couple <laughs> boxes of cards. So. <laughs> How about today's cards? Do you go there at all, or are you just yeah, strictly, yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, really enjoy today's cards. I find they've kind of lost their imagination a little bit on their common cards. They've, I find sometimes they don't, upper deck doesn't seem to care the same way they used to, but they've got a lot of cool cards out there too. I, I really enjoy their inserts, which ironically I never cared about in the 90s when I was a kid. Uh, I just collected the commons. 
And now I really enjoy collecting their inserts. But uh, yeah, I got back into collecting new cards about four years ago. And uh, yeah, they, they, it's, it's still a lot of fun. There's something about opening a pack of hockey cards. You have no idea what's in there. And just to yeah. go through, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you're and right. So, oh, go ahead, Randy. I was just going to say, like, even thinking back to that 91-92 season, like those were those the foil packs? Like, it just seems so, like high yeah. end like the, the oh, presentation yeah. and like the quality of the pack where some For of the sure. cheaper ones were just kind of like flimsy foil or or exactly like yeah so they plastic. had like wax packs uh for most sets back then but upper deck i've got a few of them over here if they're, they're foil and uh they just you, you could feel the quality just ripping them open you know it's gonna be good yeah um uh, so some of the posts you do or a lot of the posts you do are are on a theme so yeah. you'll have uh right before we recorded you're saying you did a, a theme of Randy's. Yeah. Uh, so what are some of the favorite themes you've done? So it's funny stuff just comes into my mind all the time. And I, like I, I, I shared a bunch of Randy's yesterday from the score 91 set. Cause I was just putting a bunch of my cards. And I'm like, there's another Randy. Man, there's a lot yeah. of Randy's here. Who, and, who do we got? We got Randy Cunningworth, Randy uh, Gillen, Randy Leducer. I can't pronounce his name right. Uh, Randy Muller, Randy Carlisle, Winnipeg Jet. Um, uh, uh, Randy Burridge. There, there were Randy Randy's. I'm I'm looking yeah. through them all right now. Yeah, Rand, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. and it was yeah. just it's just random thoughts. So like I, some of my posts I put a lot of thought in them. Some of them I don't. Like that one there, I was just I was getting ready to go to bed and I was putting my cards away and I saw it and I saw it snap 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 snap. Post a bunch of Randy's, put it out there and, and people get a kick out of it. But yeah. my favorite themes, uh, I love like the. I did a recent theme uh, earlier in the year or a few months ago about uh, different stadiums that that cards were shot in. Is yeah, it having the oh, stadium yeah. series? So it's funny. I'll be flipping through cards. It's like, wow, I've seen this angle on so many cards before. So like uh, Tampa Bay, they've got so many of them. The guy warming up on the bench, and you can see the the baseball stadium that they're playing in, yeah. uh, the Thunderdome, uh, back in the in the mid nineties, and uh, you know, like I've got so many from that. So I, I would. I did a stadium tour of every stadium in the NHL from the nineties where I go through and, and share some of the favorite angles from each stadium. Oh, neat. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Another one I really like doing, I always go to is goalie cameos. Yeah. Uh, that's my, that's one of my favorite things to collect. Uh, it started when I was 16. I had a card of Chris Pronger, who was one of my favorites. And my absolute favorite was Grant Fuhr. So Grant Fuhr was in the background. Pronger was in the foreground on his card. And I thought, how cool is this? Two of my favorite players on the same card. And so then I started looking for them. So I've got maybe 20 different uh, Fear cameo cards that I have in my Fear collection. Nice. And, and then I have a Gretzky collection. I have about 30 with Gretzky in the background yeah. uh, that I put in the collection. So I've got about you know 200 Gretzky cards plus another 30 cameo cards. So uh, I've always been fascinated by that. So I, I started sharing a lot of those. Anytime I see them uh, in my sets and I'll do up, do up a little... Uh, a little theme of there and then my most recent theme i did a bunch of obscure goalies from the 90s it's always fun get a kick out of it yeah uh, but new theme comes to me you know all the time i'll jot it down on my phone and get around to it someday <laughs> see how yeah. it works yeah yeah well we were talking just before you got on and uh like that classic year of like the 75th uh anniversary yeah. of the nhl uh you know reminiscing about you know, not only the patch, uh, on the, on the jerseys of everybody, but that was basically 91 when all those sets were coming out. Uh, but yeah. we were just talking about the all-star jerseys that year and they were like the red jerseys with the, 
Oh, do you have one? <laughs> that one. There it is. Yeah. I kind of see it there a little bit. But yeah, 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 yeah that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, and you for the have... listeners uh, in behind, Jesse's got a jersey collection there hanging. Yeah, I see a Mike Vernon. I don't know. Is that a Martin Brodeur? Uh, Most of them are blank, but uh, okay, yeah. I've, got, I've got Mike Vernon and Ed Balfour all-star jersey there. Yeah. I, I want to get yeah. that North American jersey. I've been looking for one. I love that one. Yeah, where did like is there a is. is there a secret place on the internet where I can order one? Or is I got that take... one right at, at the World Cup actually. Oh, okay. I was down in, in Toronto in 2016. I bought uh, Canada and the North American jerseys there. Oh, right yes. on. It's on my list yeah. to get one day. But also Great just looking jersey. at your your Randy post here, you th- like the other thing that comes to mind is like the gear from back then, especially the mm-hmm. sticks. Like yeah. everyone's rocking the Eastern aluminums with the Christian, upside down, the Christian diamond <laughs> blades. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's funny. That's one of my favorite things with the post is just looking at the old equipment and, and talking yeah. to other guys, our age who, who grew up playing with that equipment or wishing they had that equipment as a kid. And uh, a lot of people commenting on that one too, with the Eastern shaft, people put them in upside down. They'd be yeah. slipped over, but but I, I love seeing the old equipment uh, on, on the cards. That's that's part of the fun of looking at these cards. It's just looking at the old pictures, really. That's what yeah. it's all about for me. You see the old gear. You see the old stadiums and some of the old names. Yeah. Uh, and so do you uh, take your, your love of hockey beyond collecting cards and stuff? Like, do you do you play or did you play? Yeah. Or uh, yeah. want to maybe tell us a little bit about just your own uh, hockey background. Yeah, so I... I I grew up playing, uh, I started playing hockey when I was four or five. I uh, started skating when I was three. And uh, yeah, I've played every year since then, taking a couple years off uh, just in recent years. But I uh, just play beer league hockey now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I'm a hockey guy. I, I, you know, I'm on the ice every Sunday morning. Uh, and, you know, growing up, played high school hockey. Didn't play any, any uh, great level of hockey, but uh, always had a blast. And uh, what position do you usually play? I'm a centerman, right? But I always want to be a goalie because, yeah, the gear, right? The gear, right? Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Um, yeah, so Sus, um, I can't remember where in New Brunswick it is that they have the um, the big outdoor pond hockey tournament, but uh, what's the what's the scene in Sussex like? Is it uh, like a pretty good beer league scene? Uh, is is there It's, it's decent. You get a, so enough of a freeze going that you can play outdoors. Uh, yeah, for I, sure. Yeah, I, I was just out and checked my pond this morning, and I can probably skate on it now. But right uh, yeah, Plaster Rock uh, up in northern New Brunswick, they do the right Plaster Rock, the, uh, outdoor tournament, and yeah. uh, we actually hosted. I, I live right next door to a uh, a ranch ranch camp here in uh, Sussex, and we do a winter tournament. We did up to a couple years ago. Did a winter tournament there every year outdoors it's also cool. that's always a lot of fun my favorite hockey is pond hockey i yeah. still enjoy it more than going you know playing on my team it's fun too but getting out after a day of work going out turn the lights on the, on the pond and skate that's that's what it's all about for me right on yeah did you want to go through your cards that you brought yeah today, yeah Jesse? absolutely right yeah so you you've uh, picked out a, a handful of cards yep and i don't know if it's like a top five but yeah just uh why don't you just yes. kind of let us know what you got there so it's really tough to pick favorite hockey cards. So, you know, it's, that's a, that's a tall order. I have so many. Uh, my favorite is actually for anyone, if you guys can see this, it's a 91, 92 oh, upper yeah. deck, Rob Zettler. <laughs> and it's such a random card to be my favorite, but it's my favorite of all time. Uh, it was in my first pack of hockey cards. I got when I was five. It was in my stocking for Christmas, ripped that pack open. And there's a Sharks card 
first hockey and, card I'd had of a Sharks player. So, and that uh, would yeah, that would have been like the Sharks uh, premier first season. season. Yeah, and that's that classic seventy fifth anniversary NHL. Yep. It is. So I think my in my side, mind, that's like the best year of hockey. It, it absolutely <laughs> is. Yeah. So it's funny because I the the cards from ninety one ninety two had pictures from ninety ninety one, so you don't see the the patch on them. Right. So that's right. kind of my favorite era. It's actually the ninety ninety one season, just because of the pictures that were on the ninety one ninety two cards. Yeah. This has got to be another one of my favorites here. So the ninety one ninety two upper deck, Curtis Joseph, making the big save on the front. Yeah. Kick save and, and a beauty. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> NHL ninety nine. Uh, on the back, he's got his, you know, you can kind of see what his face looks like. So yeah, I like that. Yeah. I hated that on OPG cards back in the day that where they would just have a picture of the goalie uh, on the bench or something. It's like, I want to see yeah. him in action. This yeah. is the best of both worlds. You get you know, both. You, get, you yeah. get to see what it looks like and you get the great action shot on the front. Uh, another one of my favorites is from the pro set. And it's oh, yeah. uh, Tom oh, yeah. Barrasso. And uh, Minnesota from the, had, from the uh, rafters. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. during the Stanley Cup final, there was, there was a few, few great picks uh from the rafters in minnesota and uh it just makes for a great shot yeah uh, the bird's eye view there. of tom barrasso yeah in and you get the same idea cool. with uh uh what's the guy's name for the kings mario goslin 1991 upper deck had kind of the same angle and where he's making the big pad stack save that's that's another one of my favorites <laughs> uh i've got three more here i want to i want to share so one of them sure. is uh gretzky you know he's one of yeah. my favorites it's his 93, 94 upper deck card. Just something about it. I love the, it was just a great shot of him. He's playing in Edmonton. There weren't yeah. a lot of shots. Not a lot of cards were taken in Edmonton up until, up to this point. Uh, so it was kind of cool to see. Uh, it's, it's funny. You'll never see, or you'll rarely see a, a card of Gretzky and Messier uh, in a white sweater. Because yeah. most of the shots, the 80s were shot in, in Washington. So uh, everybody's wearing dark sweaters except for the Capitals. Oh, okay. Uh, in the 80s anyway. And then the 90s, they moved to other buildings. But Edmonton, they didn't really get into till like 91, 92. Uh, and then I'm a big Grant Fuhrer fan. So here's another one here. Again, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's his 91, 92 Opeachy for any of you guys listening. Uh, and he's just leaning on a stick. I like that you know, one. In between yeah. the play. So it's funny because I like a big save, a good action shot on a card. But here's another one that's, that's, the, that's a favorite of mine. Mostly because I, I think I pulled the card when I was five. And he's my favorite player. So it's stuck in my mind as a favorite since then. He's, he's pulling the Ken Dryden there, kind of just exactly yeah. taking he's a break, taking dead. a breather. Yeah. <laughs> so another one of my favorite cards that I pulled is, is a kind of a random one. It's Mark Bureau. Uh, oh, it's a prospect know. card. Okay. From, from uh, 1991. I like it's, just, it's dark in the background yeah. and pretty bright on the, on the player. I, I love this card as a kid. I ended up meeting Mark Bureau when I was like 14 at a St. John Flames game, he was playing in the American League, not far from where I live. And uh, I was all excited to see him because I had his card, right? And uh, I saw him and I was there with my hockey team. I said, I have your rookie card at home. He said, I didn't have a rookie card. And then he went on to sign somebody else's. And it's like, I felt like an idiot, right? <laughs> so, anyway, I went home, pulled this up and I'm like, that's a rookie. Oh, it's a prospect card. Oh, so he's, he's getting technical with me. Yeah, and then yeah. I found all kinds of other rookie cards of him with the with the North Stars. Anyway, he was just having a bad day, but uh, still one of my favorite hockey cards, despite uh, him snub, snubbing me like that. <laughs> they said they always say never meet your heroes or something. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so true. Yeah, that's They'll right. Crush your dreams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> good thing you. Good thing you followed the '90s uh, collection, though. Good thing he didn't uh, 
stomp on that for you. But <laughs> yeah, that's right. Even even that year right there of score, um, mm. like with, with the uh, um. Cause the other, the other kind of notable event around that time is like Eric Lindros, like, and yeah. get, getting drafted by Quebec and then the, uh, you know, um, getting traded or whatever. But I remember him being like the main sponsor. Was he sponsored by score hockey? I yeah. Think? So score score had exclusive rights to Lindros's cards until he played a game in the NHL. Yeah. So uh, score 1991 had cards and uh, 90 and 91, I guess had, uh, had cards on his team Canada Jersey. And then Pinnacle started stage went just the season before he came to the league. They staged pictures and score as well because they were both the same company. Uh, they staged pictures of him in a Flyers jersey, uh, just kind of out of skate. And they they released those before Upper Deck or anybody else ever could. But the funny thing was Upper Deck released a card in their ninety one ninety two set of him in their in, from the Canada Cup. Yeah, yeah. They weren't, they weren't supposed to do that. They weren't allowed to do that. <laughs> Uh, so when they released that card, everybody thought it was going to be pulled from, from production. And it wasn't, I mean, they probably already had them all in packs would have been too late anyway. So I think they just, they just went ahead to see if they get away with it. And they did. And that's a, that's another one of my favorite cards actually was the upper deck. Canada Cup yeah. Well, I, I, I remember an Eric Lindros card of him. It was an Oshawa generals one. I think it might've been that score set. Yes, it was. And it was him in the dressing room, shoulder pads, no Jersey, I think. Yeah. It was and maybe the, the Jersey was hanging behind him or something. So that was from the 91, 92 score set. He didn't have a Jersey on and they had every Jersey behind. Yeah. Him. I remember every jersey behind him. Yeah. It was basically all the possibilities. Where's he going to go type of thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was no Nordique Jersey hanging back there. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, he was in the garbage can, probably. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I got, I've got my uh, Nordiques pennant. Oh, there you right go. Here. I love it. Love the Nordiques logo. Yeah, yeah. I've, I was always a fan of the Nordiques. Uh, you know, sad to see them go, and then of course they yeah. won the cup the first year they. I know that had to hurt. Yeah, yeah. Um, With Montreal's goalie. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like double oh, whammy. Yeah. But... yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we've got uh, we've got a few more minutes here, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't why don't we try a little uh, hockey card war? Do you yeah. have any cards handy that you can just like randomly uh, grab a I couple? Do, yeah, yeah, all kinds. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so I'm gonna. Yeah, he's got he's got thirty. That's 000. a dumb question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this game is gonna go for a while. Okay, <laughs> that's right. I've got a bit of a mix. These are all '90s cards. Uh, there might be some '80s ones in there. Um, so I just grabbed a, 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 a little handful or whatever. Okay. So the way this game works is that, uh, so Randy will kind of maybe be our judge and narrate it or whatever, but we'll, we'll hold him kind of face down and then we'll just flip him okay. up. It's basically like the game of war. We'll say, you know, one, two, three war or whatever. And we'll just okay. hold him up. So we see what each other's got. Sounds good. And essentially the cooler card wins. So okay. it's like, uh, that can be judged on, you know, player if one guy was way better than the other or just like what the card looks like it's horizontal versus vertical you know whatever right so yeah um, i like it yeah so so i just grabbed a handful let's let's uh we'll start with uh we'll do we'll do four or five here or something like that sounds good all right so ready uh three two one war okay you got to go closer okay okay oh adam oates we got adam oates with a cameo from uh tony granado yeah. Oh, and then we got Alfie taking the warm-up lap without a bucket. 
Oh, oh man, in a Hartford Whalers jersey. Uh, I may have to concede to the Whalers on this one. I got to go to Alfie on that one. For oh, sure. yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I, one of my favorite genres of card is the no helmet warm up photo. Yeah. I think that's probably actually it is pretty cool. Down my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, one, two, three, four. Oh, Alan oh. Chevrier, former oh. Winnipeg Jet, too, and Dale Howarchuk. You know oh. what? Um, Honestly, being a Penguins fan, you know, and this is my uh, my favoritism entering the, the playing field. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Chevrier. Yeah. Uh, also, well, he did play for pads. the Jets and he never took the time to get his helmet painted. So I know <laughs> with the white mask every everywhere he went. <laughs> okay. All right. And uh, oh, I'm just going to sort of shuffle these because I had yeah. there was a bit. Of, they were all kind of the same. Uh, yes, I'm doing the same thing. or whatever. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Three, two, one, four. Oh, Ray Whitney from the Spokane uh, oh. Chiefs there. And oh, Brian, Brian Trotche. Oh, Trotz. seven Stanley Cups. Oh, man. I got to go with Trotz again because yeah, he's Trotz a penguin. Nice, yeah. nice mustache. That's the pro set. I like this pro set. Uh, I did too. That I've got, that I've cool. got a lot of them. That was kind of what year is that? That's 90, 91, 92. Anyone, I too, yeah, and yes. yeah, that was that was right in my prime collecting days for sure. So I got a yeah, lot of me those. too, yeah. All right, let's do let's do two more here. All right, all right, uh, three, two, one, war. Oh, oh, oh another again. penguin, Lots another oh, but this time with yeah. the penguin. But here's the perfect got, example, and both of the same set. Yeah, oh, the perfect nice. example of a good photo there for Jesse's is yeah. that, that's oh, in yeah. practice. Obviously, that looks like a practice yeah. shot, right? I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. John Van on. Allen. He was a Cape Breton Oiler. I remember yes, he him, was. Uh, yeah. in his AHL days more than his NHL yep. days for sure. But that's a nice card. Yeah. And then Alfie this time with the helmet on and with the Penguins. And that would have been one of the years they were in the final because he's got yep, the Stanley went... Cup patch on. Yeah, that was against the North Stars that year. Yeah. That nice. picture is anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to do another shuffle here because I got yep. another Penguin here. Let's go. Okay. Here we go. All right. Here we go. All right. Three, two, one, four. Oh, another oh. 91, 92 upper deck. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, you got a Beezer oh. cameo there. Yeah. Yeah. That's who is this guy? I can't, Yanni I can't even O'Janin. pronounce that guy's name. Yeah. Yanni yeah, no, O'Janin. I thought it was Matt Sundin for a second. <laughs> I think he played for New Jersey, if I remember right. And then this guy here, I honestly can't pronounce his name. Yuri Kimilev, we'll say. Yeah. And his sweet and action jumping. shot jumping. Yeah. And he's jumping. And you got Over Beezer behind Beezer. him. Jesse, yeah, what, are, what are your thoughts on the horizontal cards? Because that's usually love a, you love them. I we're, do. I, I didn't like them because they were always like the wrong way in the in the pages. They're hard, you know? hard to put. Yeah, they yeah. are hard to put in the binders. It's like, which uh, way do you put it? Yeah, yeah, it, it is because depending on the set, sometimes there's really no way to, to know. But I, I love them. It gives, gives you a chance to see a good uh, see the whole play on some of them. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Well, uh, I, I think we're pretty much out of time here, so we'll wrap it up. But uh, another thing we like to do um, on our show, and we're going to put you on the spot here, is we always like to mix music and hockey sure. uh, and, and either a song, you know, directly about hockey or with, with lyrics yeah. pertaining to hockey or something maybe that fires you up in the dressing room or just makes you feel... You know, you, like the, you got the the hockey spirit or whatever. And Absolutely, it sounds like you're a bit of a musician yourself too, as I well. Am, there, yeah. so um, yeah. yeah. Do you have a, a song choice that you'd like uh, like to spin? It's funny for hockey. I I always as a musician, I I, I couldn't stand ACDC, but 
Well, I played for the Thunder one year, and we always had Thunderstruck play yeah. when we went out on the ice. <laughs> and for, for whatever reason, I, I can't stand the song, but when I'm playing hockey, that one gets me fired up every time. <laughs> That's, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on the show this week, Jesse. It's a pleasure to talk to you about hockey cards. And uh, yeah, you get, I'm going to definitely go ripping through my binders here and have a look there. Uh, so yeah, no, great to, great to chat. So thanks, thanks so much on, for guys. coming Really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank right you. On.
All right, that was Thunderstruck by a little band you may have heard called ACDC. Uh, Randy, I just want to talk a little bit about beer league hockey right now. Uh, you know, season's in full gear. And, you know, our team, Caress of Steel, just just finished last night, uh, Friday night, or, sorry, Saturday night, uh, a game against our Crosstown rivals, the Lumbercats. It was a little three-game set for what we call the GCC, the Gold Dang Champions <laughs> Cup. Uh, and this is the fourth year that it's been awarded. There was the, the pandemic lockout year, didn't get awarded. Um, but yeah, the Caress of Steel took the game last night 4-2 to win the series 2-1 and hoist the championship trophy. And it felt so good. How, how are you doing, you know, basking in the glow of victory right now? Well, you know what? I wasn't sure what to expect going into this series because Caress, we've just kind of been doing our own skates Saturday nights, uh, you know, sticks in the middle kind of thing. And, and other teams like Lumbercats and Fort Czech Republic, who we've played against, they're in full on leagues. Uh, so I wasn't sure how that was going to play together because we actually haven't really played real games too much so far. But, uh, you know, game one was a 5-4 OT thriller with like one or two seconds left in the game, uh, Lumbercats won. We took game two, three, nothing. And then we took game three, uh, four to two. So uh, I think all in all, uh, the Crest of Steel boys uh, pulled together. You know, we had a good mix. If you think about um, the lineup, all three nights, we had a good mix of guys in and out and everyone mm-hmm. kind of got to, got to be a part of it. Uh, yeah, it, you know, obviously. And it's nice to have that, uh, that trophy back with us for a year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and it'll be on defenseman Kyle Antonchuk, KFA. He's got to go get the uh, engraved uh, engravement for the for the trophy. And so we'll uh, we'll stay tuned for that and give updates as uh, as needed. But yeah, big W. So in celebration of the Crest of Steel uh, winning the GDCC, um, I think we'll uh, we'll toss to a song here by Daniel Romano's outfit. Dan Romano, of course, a uh, great Canadian musician, been around for a long time, played different bands and stuff. This is a song off his new album. The new album is called Cobra, Cobra Poems, and the song is called Even in the Loom of a Caress. And uh, yeah, it just felt like a fitting song as a, as a tribute to the Caress of Steel. So thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, Keep your stick on the ice. Always check your lie. You never know when you're going to have a puck go right under your blade because your lie is all out of whack. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you next time for another episode of Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show.
sleep.